season with us. New cards! Uh, welcome to Spoiler Season, episode 7. First episode of week 2. Uh, Spoiler Season is brought to you by New England Comics, uh, NEC Coolidge on Facebook, and Flipside Gaming at FlipsideGaming.com. So today, Katie is back in her, you know, class. <laughs> Whoa, okay, what? I know, and she's missing out, because like, you know, we were talking last week about how many uncommons and commons we have, but today, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of our ten cards are rare or mythic. Mm, that's just pretty, pretty exciting. exciting. Yep. So we have, if you couldn't recognize the dulcet tones of uh, Min, we have Min back today. And my musical re- talents. That's right, he was on the recorder. Yes, that uh, was me, that was me. Min, how, what inspired you to become such a musical person? I didn't want to sing. That seems really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so we're, we're going to start off with, uh, what's it called? What is tentatively being translated as Liliana's expertise, but... You know, as experts in all language, we tend to doubt that translation. Yeah. No, I mean, expertise obviously has another connotation than magic. That's right. Now, so that's I'm right. Kind of, yeah. As like a modern playable deck that then just gets banned due to rule change <laughs> or gets really bad due to rules change after one. I was going to build that modern deck too. Were you? Yeah. Bird brain? Emerald. Yeah. Well, you can build. A, oh, Emerald. Of course. Of yeah. course. You can still build as foretold now. Oh, that's and true. You can play, yeah. 15 counters. Maybe get some proliferate going. That's right. Just yeah. thaw yeah. out for 15 turns. It's going to work. <laughs> I've thought about putting Emrakul Promiscent in the sideboard of my control deck in Modern <laughs> for control mirrors. Because I, I end up, like, you go to time a lot, and Emrakul is just a great way to be like, wreck your hand, I win. And have a 13-13 beat that. <laughs> so uh, Liliana's expertise is black, black, three, enchantment. Zombies you control get plus one, plus one. When Liliana's expertise enters the battlefield, create two, two, two... Zombie creature tokens. Two, two, two. Are they ballerinas? I, I think there's there's like two two twos. So they must be. It must be ballerina partners. Well, that's that's kind of sad actually. Why? No, I mean they're they're oh kind of no, they're together sad. together in death. Yeah, they're dancing they're together in a two dead ballerinas that are back to yeah. dance dance on you know, and Liana's expertise is like your recorder. It, it <laughs> musically lifts them, yes, lifts them a little yes. bit higher. I see the story now behind this. <laughs> there you this. go. Yes. There you go, and it, you know we can destroy the recorder. Or the expertise, but they can't destroy the zombies. Or yeah. you. Yeah. Metaphor. So deep. That so deep. deep. So, limited evaluation? Oh, it's great. Limited. You know, five mana for two bodies. Basically, 6-6 uh, six, six power toughness. Pumps up your other creatures, which presumably you drafted to, you know, go along with this awesome rare. Yeah. I, I have no complaints with this. I think it's great. Uh, yeah. I first pick it. I think, uh, too, just like, uh, you get to pick uh, embalm cards more highly after this, too. And then just, like, go hard on, on zombies. Yep. Zombie, zombie, zombie. Um, and in standard, I think that uh, if there ends up being a, like a go-wide black zombie deck, uh, which I think you were on when you talked about this last time, about black or black-white, then you might play this card. Um, but the problem is that, you know, five mana for something that's competing with a lot uh, of other really strong cards, like the new Liliana or um, Valderan Pariah, yep. uh, makes it tough to slot this in, I think. Yeah, I, I think, to be honest, I, I probably wouldn't want cards that cost five in that deck yeah especially like for only faster. like two three threes right and then like the buff on the other guys when your other guys are already like prize amalgam is a decently sized body and it just keeps going back and like you're if you're in blue your flying zombies are going to hit in the air so you know they're they also have a lot of power yeah next up is vizier of the menagerie Ooh. yeah he's got got an owl i think owl? trying to see he's got an owl and a tiger a tiger, like a little gazelle thing. Yeah, Katie's gonna be really sad because she loves owls. Oh, is he holding a turnip? Turnip. 
Oh, is it a turnip? Or um, is that bird poop? <laughs> it could be both. It, it could be bird be poop on a turnip. Okay, there we go. And of course, you know, the dragonfly insects or thing. Right, and he himself is a naga. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's nice we got just like all the animals here. He's part of menagerie, as like a good green mage oh, should be. So, so good, so That's good. Uh, so Vizier of the Menagerie is uh, green three for a three four uh, with flash. Enter the battlefield, reveal the top six cards of your library. Choose two with convert them at cost three or less and put them onto the battlefield. I feel Four like you're less. being funny. Because but... with all the animals, it's like collect a company again. Yeah, you know, yeah, eh, yeah, he collected yeah. all the animals. So that's really not what he does. He actually is a green three for a three four. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library. And as a reminder, Texas says, you may do this at any time. Anytime. Anytime you want. Anytime. Like, hey, between games, just look at the top card of your library. You While go you're to the shuffling, yeah. look at the top card of your library. You gotta go to the bathroom, look at the top card. Yeah, yeah. do it. Do yeah. it before you go. You know, yeah. make sure the top card is the same when you come or back. Or Jordan go. Or what? Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You may cast the top card of your library if it's a creature card. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast creature spells. Mm. Mana of any type, actually. Someone was speculating on, you know, snow-covered wastelands in the mm. next set or something. Cool. I don't know. They did say they're bringing back the uh, the desert subtype for this set. Oh, that's true. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, I was, we were thinking beforehand of, like, could the any color of mana be good? Is Are there any creatures with converge? Oh. Because you can max out your converge. That's true. Because that's true. Battle for Zendikar is supposed to have rotated. Um not that, like, that's the primary reason to play this card at all. <laughs> um, so this card is uh, getting a lot of hate uh, on the webs, you know, the interwebs. Is it? Uh, it, is. it is. It uh, is. At least when it was first spoiled, people were like, this card doesn't do anything. I don't like it. It does not add value. Are you saying this is the first time the internet has ever hated something? I think so. I've oh, never geez. seen it before. This I haven't. Wizard, wizards, what have you done? Yeah, I thought it was like they just hated on me, but it turns out maybe they hate on other things too. I'm oh, not yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, but to me, I saw this card, and uh, the first thing I thought of was Corsair Crucifix, which cost one less, had one less power, which not super relevant, um, had the same four toughness, good like blocker against aggro. Um, and provided the same kind of card advantage, where you were able to basically play off the top card of your library if it was a land. Although Corsair also gained you a life, so kind of positioned it as really good against like the mono-red decks of the time, a Tarka red. Um, this one does not give you life, but lets you cast creatures which are higher impact than, than lands are. And it's probably relevant that Corsair Crucifix, you actually had to play with the top card revealed. Yeah. So you gave your opponent a lot of uh, information through that. Definitely. Um, this also lets you do really tricky things like Spell Queller from the top of your deck. Oh, jeez. Right? Which would be anything with flash off the top of the yeah. deck is, is really good. Although I guess, like, you could also just have it in your hand. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you must be empty-handed. You're empty-handed, and then you're like, spell queller! And uh, what, a, what a play that would be. I think that a, if standard slows down, then this card would be really good. If we get into grindy mid-range type games, yep, this guy's going to be a champ. Yep. And so initially I thought it was enchantment for some reason. Yeah. And I, I didn't quite get the hype because it kind of felt like a... Something you play on turn four and didn't do anything immediately. And right. why would you really want that in a creature-heavy deck? Sure. But um, now that I know it's a creature, because it says creature, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a little higher on the card. Um, of course, unlimited, of course. It's a bomb ticket. Yeah. You know, any sort of card advantage unlimited is awesome. Um, I don't know about standard so much. Um, I, I guess I can imagine it, but I'd rather play something like Tireless Tracker on yeah. turn three. I and think you just do both. I think you put Tireless Tracker and this guy... And just curve, yeah, one yeah. into the other. Because uh, Tracker, you know, he's giving you the card advantage, letting you do 
um, draw all kinds of cards. I guess it lets you know if you should draw the card or not. Absolutely, you can look at it and say like, do I wanna, do I need the card this turn? Do I crack the clue or do I play the grasp, right? Like you get to get that information, which is nice. That's fair, I'm probably underestimating the, you may look at the top card of your library a little bit. Yeah, we haven't really, I don't think we really had something quite like this before. Usually it's you like play with it revealed, right? Uh, Corsair, play with it revealed, and then the other card before Corsair that did almost the same thing as Corsair, play with it revealed as well. Hmm. Um, and I think the other, I guess the other downside of this card is compared to Corsair, aside from the mana cost, which like is really legitimate, um, is that Corsair, you could play it and immediately play a land off the top, whereas uh, you play Vizier, and if you play it on curve on turn four or a turn later, you're probably not going to be able to play a creature right off the bat. That's true, but it seems to me that this would go in decks that were probably a little grindier. Yeah, um, That you wanted to last a long while with, and so, right. you know, I can see you playing on turn eight and being able to cast something else off of it. Definitely, and you saw that play pattern with Corsair a lot, where it was just, like, always a fine top deck, yeah. um, and people, you know, like to... If you if you look at the criticism this card is getting, you could apply all of the same criticism to Corsair Prefix, and Corsair Prefix was a fantastic card, and, you know, assuming it does go in some kind of, like, a grindy mid-range shell... Like, they can't kill all of your stuff. If you have a tireless tracker, you have a vizier, you have, like, all of these really good grindy cards, one of them is going to stick, and you're going to get a lot of card advantage through that, and it's going to be going to be great. You've convinced me. I will not set this card on fire if I open it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I didn't know that that was, like, your plan uh, originally anyways. Well, if it were, you've just saved me from it. Thank so you. Thank good. You. good, 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 good. Oh, wait, one more thing. Yep. EDH? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Commander, Commander. That's a format, (laughs) and this is a card that could be played in it. So that's uh, my hot take on the Commander (laughs) applications of Vizier of the Menagerie. (laughs) So next up, we have a card that uh, I know I'm struggling a little bit to evaluate, uh, is Sensor, which is blue one instant, counter target spell, unless its controller pays one. And you can cycle it for a single blue. Okay, before you say anything about this, I just want to say I can't evaluate this. Because it's a control card, and I am a good person. So I will leave this entirely to you. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine. We've, what was it we established? That I can play control, and you can play four-color decks and limited? Yeah. And yeah. that was the yeah. trade-off? Yeah. yeah. So I think that Sensor uh, is going to see play depending, or could see play depending on what the format looks like. I think that um, if it becomes really important to, like, play this kind of like i need to have answers right away we have this like mono red deck and i still want to have counter spells that like are not terrible then like you play this but the tricky thing is just like without the cycling you ignore cycling like i don't love it like it's a more it's a four spike for one more mana which you know we saw in um what was it a Silumgar score Silumgar scorn mm-hmm. um was really good because of the dragons and you often could get people with the four spike mode on turn two but the difference is that uh Silumgar scorn became was still really good in the late game it became better in the late game um and this card just kind of cycles in the mid in the late game which is fine but i don't know that i want it over like a different counter spell like one of the ones we're going to talk about in a little bit so let me ask you this. So yeah. um, let's say you're building like a red deck with uh, red removal. Yeah. And, you know, in that sort of deck, you're actually going to need to consider different kinds of red removal spells depending on the meta, you know, depending on what you're likely to face, you know, maybe put different options on the side. And it feels to me a little bit, not having played on these decks again because I'm a nice person, that... Lies. <laughs> no, that's true. That's all lies. That, um, um, that the, the, these blue counter spells are kind of heading in that same direction where like the unconditional, you know blue blue counterspell that just takes care of anything 
is something that Wizards wants to stay, stay away from. They want to make uh, players actually make a choice as to what kind of counter spell. Yeah. So I, Yeah, go ahead. So from that point of view, do you feel like there might be certain types of decks uh, playing that a blue control player might play against certain types of decks where this might actually be really good? Yeah, I think like if you look at the recent control decks, right? You look at like um, Jeskai Sahili or you look at uh not teamer tower uh the one before that even teamer tower i guess is true but you would usually run a mix of a couple of different counter spells right you would run like a couple of negate you'd run um a couple of void shatter maybe some disallows um and try to get like a decent mix of types of counter spells so that you could like you know hit their heart of kieran early but not be dead to like their other bigger spell later game um and sensor could play a similar a similar role i i think that you know countering like turn two heart of kieran is really really good and it means that like you you could play this instead of having to have negate for it so i like that and especially if we like against mardu vehicles which just wants to play everything on curve right away in the early game this is a really big card because they countering their two drop or their three drop or their gideon is not only going to be like oh i countered their spell but it's going to slow down their momentum a lot and give you buy you turns to actually like fight back so it, 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 I think it depends a little bit on the metagame, on what we're seeing. But um, I think we also have to consider that we're getting Essence Scatter back as well. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this... I, I mean, this is definitely something you test and like see how good it is. And I, I imagine you might end up running a mix of this with other stuff, uh, depending on what the, what the format looks like. Okay. Yeah, but it'll be really interesting to see, because people have been asking for like a, a Misdirection reprint. So this is, is kind of close, and... Um, It'll be fun. It'll be fun to test it out. Definitely, I think that uh, this is a shoe in for uh, Drakehaven dot deck. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think if that deck it becomes a thing, then this is like auto include because you get to counter, then you get to deploy Drakehaven the next turn, and then uh, if you already have one out, you cycle, you make a Drake. If we had a critical mass of these like single mana cycle spells, then paying one mana for a two two Drake is just really really good. Um, so if that happens. Then, uh, you know, I'd, I'd hop on board that Drake <laughs> right away. Our next card is Oketra La Leale. I think it was translated as The True. The True. Oketra The True. Oh, and the Masterpiece oh, was also yeah. spoiled. Uh, the True, yep. I like the Masterpiece art. I think it says The nifty. True, but I can't actually read the hieroglyphs, so I'm not sure. Oh, you're not fluid in hieroglyphics? No, not Wizards ones. No, that's fair. Uh, so this, this, this god has... Dopio Ataco. Oh, that's pretty dope, dude. It's so dope. I love it. Indestru, indestructible. I words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna read the English. Uh, Oketra the True is white three for a legendary creature. It is a god. Uh, double strike, indestructible. Oketra the True cannot attack or block unless you control at least three other creatures, and you can pay white three to create a one-one white warrior creature token with vigilance. And it's a 3-6. Forgot if I mentioned that or not, but 3-6. So this card's been drawing a lot of comparisons to Heliod, but Min disagrees. Yeah, so people uh, uh, have been comparing it to, well, sorry, the internet, which is <laughs> yeah. the fount of truth. Amorphous that, blob of yeah. truth. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen posts comparing this to Heliod, comparing it unfavorably. Heliod, of course, also cost 3 and white, but gave all creatures vigilance, you know, was a 5-6. Um, you know, and his activation was different. He needed to have five white devotion. So, I mean, on the face of it, that does seem kind of worse, but it seems to me that um, Oketra is intended for a different kind of deck. Like, a Vigilance sort of deck, you know, you're not really necessarily, you're not necessarily an aggressive deck. I mean, maybe you are, but part of the point of Vigilance is that you can block, you can, you can take the crackbacks, you can block. 
Um, it seems to me that Ketra, with her double strike, is encouraging a kind of different style of play, where you kind of go more like, uh, say, like Pummeler decks, sure. where you're very aggressive, you know, you have pump spells, you attack all out, you know, you can just kind of wear them down. Yeah, the ability wants you to go wide too, the condition to turn it on. Yep. And um, looking at it, you know, like one of the one of the problems with the gods, uh, one no, sorry, problem is the wrong word. One way you could take advantage of somebody playing the Theros gods is that you can do a removal mid combat, take them out of combat. Um, you can't do that with the Kentra. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that's better or worse. I'm just yeah. saying it's different. Yeah. Um, same thing like uh, the Devotion of Five in Heliod. Um, I wasn't really playing standard back then, so I don't know how easy or hard it would have been to activate the five white devotion. Yeah. But it seemed to me, it seems to me just, you know, not really knowing anything about the format, that something like a Supreme Verdict could just knock out every creature. Right. And then you'll be, right. you'll be dead. Um, but Okatra, you know, she at least helps, she, she helps rebuild herself, helps you act, reactivate her. So it feels to me that, you know, sure, there's some comparisons you can make and you can compare them exactly, but it seems to me that, Wizards is intending this for a kind of a different type of play style. It might be important to consider that. Yeah, I think you bring a really good point. Um, I really like the design of these gods that they actually help to turn themselves on. They help to meet their own condition, um, which is great. Uh, and I think that, uh, so you, you mentioned Heliod being um, back in, in Old Standard, and Mono White Devotion was really the one deck that I think it had like one tournament where it did okay, but it never really put up a deck. It never really was like a solid deck. Whereas, Mono Red Devotion would pop up once in a while because Fanatic Mogus just was like really strong, um, and then the other three Devotion decks were all pretty pretty powerful. Um, and not to say that like they really any of the others really leaned on their god. The biggest example being Mono Blue actually did, um, but Mono Green was just Nykthos, uh, and Mono Black cared about Grey Merchant. Um, and Heliod, you know, was like it's a good body, but there was just never a reason like in that format it felt like White was like. White Weenie kind of wanted to go wide a little bit, and Heliod wasn't great at doing that. It was just like a four mana five six, which is a big guy, but like not really the play style you wanted to go for. Um, and I think what you're saying about maybe going a little bit more mid rangey, more aggressive um, on the aggressive end of that, and being able to play Oketra and start attacking, uh, maybe churn out some blockers when you're flooding in the late game, it seems like a decent thing to be doing. I see. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking zombies. Zombies. Well, like zombies because what are they going to do? So like in the early turns, you fill the board with the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you play this. And then, sure, maybe they have a board wipe, kill your zombies, you still have Oketra. Yeah. If they target Oketra, they're just going to get run over by your zombies. Yeah. So it seems to kind of like diversify the kinds of removal that it requires your opponent to have. To and I love them. that, you know, most zombies are going to come back, which exactly. means that, like, this She'll is, come. yeah, this is just going to always be on. Cool. Yeah, I like that, uh, thinking about this in zombies. That's uh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. She's not, she's, why is she a, what, is, what animal is she? A cat? Thank you for not meowing. I was kind of scared. Yeah, I you forgot. Would. I was going to, but then like I forgot that she was a cat because I figured she'd make cats, but she makes warriors. I, I'll admit, if you were going to start meowing, I was going to start barking and telling you to shut up. <laughs> I, I had a plan, but well, got, for uh, which god is Anubis? The Anubis god. I think that was the red one. It's too late. Oh no! Hazareth's the Hazareth's the jackal. Dang it! Did you hear about Katie? Didn't know what a jackal was. Really? Well, I mean, it's it's not a common animal, I guess. That, I made fun of her. I made fun of her on podcast for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was hilarious if you <laughs> missed it. So our next card, uh, Katie, I'm sure would be a fan of because she loves Hydra. She loves green, uh, and this is a green Hydra. So it has both properties that she requires to be enjoyable. Uh, this is called Honored Hydra. It is green five for a six six, trample, and embalm green three. It's a snake Hydra. 
Snake Hydra. I kind of always assume Hydra's for snakes, but I I think I may have been prejudicial against Hydra's. Yeah, I think that I think that like if you look at the design of the heads here, like they're very clearly cobra. Cobra, yeah. Whereas other Hydra's are just like big, long necks that bite you. Yeah. Not excited about this one very much. Uh, I think that like the front. So most of the mom cards we've seen. I don't know that I've seen any that I love for standard yet, but the general design we've seen is that like the front side is reasonable and then the embalm side is uh, just upside and like if you can do it, cool. If not, whatever, you've got some value out of it already. But Honored Hydra uh, kind of flips that and the front side is actually pretty bad. Like I, I don't want to pay six mana for a six six trample when I could play five mana for a four four that distributes four counters everywhere trample. <laughs> um, so I don't love the front side. In the back side, you're paying four mana for a six six trample, which is certainly undercosted. But I think just the awkwardness of having this in your hand and not being able to discard it just seems like a lot of work for a creature when you have a lot of other better options in standard. I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm coming to this from a perspective from someone who got super excited about Wolden Bellower. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm going to make that like 80 color converse deck. I'm going to play like a 8-8 eight, eight, or a jillion, jillion Wolden Bellower. It's yeah. going to be there and it's going to be bellowing and be really strong. Yeah, in the woodlands. Yeah, in the woodlands and bellowing. Yeah. Yep, That's all right. That. And I would do that. And then they were like, okay, and they cast a removal spell. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so it seems to me that this kind of suffers from that, and that if you're trying to if you're trying to get this out fast, aggressively, yeah. then maybe in some delirium deck, then you're you're aiming to play it on on the on the bomb half. And it becomes like a, in that deck, you're playing on casting it for three in the green, and then it gets removed and you have no more use for it. Right. Um, if you're trying to, if you're playing on uh, on casting it for the front half, five in, five in the green, as as you just said, it seems like there's there's better options like Gear Hulk. Uh, yeah, it just feels like the like ceiling of this card is not high enough to really kind of warp your deck around playing it, right? Because like you said, it's just like decent amount of work and then it just dies yep. and didn't really didn't really pull its weight. So. That being said, limited. Yeah, I smashed this easily. This oh yeah, limited. Oh, and we see the little cool zombified oh, token version of it. Oh, yeah, so it's got some uh, some gauze. It's, it's like someone like toilet papered the hydra. Yeah, that's uh, pretty I've, funny. It's like Halloween appropriate. Yeah, you know? nice. Oh, and no, I'm snake commander. Oh, yeah. snakes. Snakes commander. Snakes like and a, hydras. A, no, there's a snake commander. I think there actually is a snake commander. Okay, is there a hydra commander? I don't know. Uh, Damn. There's a cobra commander. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's good. The cobra yeah, commander. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for all you snake fans out there, it's a snake. Yeah, no, I, I think in the green-blue Zuri deck, there is a green-blue Snake Commander. So okay. Positive. I will take your word for it. I believe okay, it. thank you. Thank you. Um, but the next card we're going to talk about is a card that I hope, after this standard, uh, never returns. Um, <laughs> and that card is uh, Never to Return. Uh, it is Black Black 1 for Never, which is Sorcery, Destroy Target Creature or Planeswalker. Sorcery. I'm just going to... Make sure you understand. What that you was that? that? It was. It's a sorcery. Are, are you speaking yeah. in English or like uh, something else? Or do you I mean, mean sorcery? it's a, a sorcio, I believe. Ah, uh, okay. So you're saying it's a yeah. sorcery. I got you. And the return side is aftermath. It's black three aftermath. Uh, exile target card from a graveyard. Create a two-two black zombie creature token. Man, let me tell you. Please tell me. Let me tell you. <laughs> do you have? Do you know any sad songs on your recorder? Any any sad music? This card actually makes me super happy. So why does this make you happy? Because I like my planeswalkers and I hate oh a hero's downfall. I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna cast Ashiak. It's gonna be really cool. And you're just like hero's downfall. I'm like, jeez, come on, seriously, dude. But this this is a sign for me. This I feel like this is a sign that Wizards wants 
Planeswalkers to continue to be strong and competitive and, you know, have ca caused a, kind of a, a different kind of threat from creatures where you stupid, stupid control players can't just like, oh, I'm going to hit those staff on it. Oh, your work's for nothing. <laughs> and Planeswalkers will continue to be a force. As someone who loves mythic rares and Planeswalkers, I'm very happy about this. I think uh, actually the opposite, where I think that Never to Return... Right, being the newest take on Ruinous Path, which Wizards, because they changed the rotation schedule, they expected Ruinous Path to rotate out, and this would be the replacement for Ruinous Path. I think what we're still seeing is we're still seeing, and we're starting to see a bit of a move away from it, because we got uh, the really good white enchantment cast out, or cast away or something. Yep. But Hero's Downfall was not an oppressive card. Hero's Downfall was a fair card that we could really use against right now, where we have not just a diversity of threats, but a diversity of oppressively powerful threats. Like, the, aside from this new Casto card, right, we haven't had a way to add one clean answer, or even, like, decent answer to Gideon, Heart of Kirin, uh, and, like, so creatures. Yeah, like, yeah so, like, yep. these creatures, like, and, and here's Downfall it would have been a beautiful, beautiful reprint um, for, for those purposes. And Sorcery Speed is just bad. Uh, like, Runus Path, we played as, like, sometimes a two-of, but that was mostly out of the need of dealing with Gideon because Gideon was OP. Uh, and it was like, just despite being uh, having decks like um, Black Green Delirium needing to deal with uh, Planeswalkers like Chandra in some way, Runa's Path was just bad and was like a worse option than the non-Destroy Target Planeswalker options. So you wouldn't run Runa's Path, uh, I think, if Gideon wasn't in the format, which just speaks to how bad this these kinds of cards are. We really need the downfall of heroes right now. So uh, let's just agree to disagree. I'm just going to point out in Theros, I, I don't remember what you're... You're probably playing, what, some white-blue control deck, as for control. Theros. Right. Um, I, I'm thinking Theros. Yeah, Pines. I think I was playing um, Sultai Control, Sultai Planeswalkers. So you were playing Sultai Planeswalkers. Yeah. I was playing Chromanticore Soul Flayer. So listeners... I remember that. You just, you, just, you, just, you, just, you just think about that. Think about what kind of deck you enjoy more. And so who you should agree more with. Yeah, and just there you go. Keep that in mind. There you go. I do, though, I think if we're going to actually uh, evaluate this card in standard, <laughs> oh, right. as we're opposed gonna... to complain about how it's not <laughs> what it's not, uh, this card compared to Runa's Path. So Runa's Path, often cast for three mana, sometimes for seven. Um, more in kind of like a control deck, or like I guess everyone kind of cast it for seven once in a while. And it was fine. Uh, whatever. Like It was a decent upside. Um, I think this card is kind of similar, but getting a 2-2 zombie is eh. Um, I, I think this card would have been better if Emrakul was still in the format because you'd be able to cast Never, eg kill Emrakul, and then exile Emrakul, and they can't um, Liliana it back. So I think Emrakul not being in the format, like I don't know that there's anything so important to exile from the graveyard and be willing to pay four mana to do that and tack on onto the back of a Planeswalker Destruction spell. So I don't know. It'll see play because like it serves an important role in Standard. Um, but I won't be excited to play it. And every time I draw it, I'll twitch and I'll flinch a little <laughs> and be sad. Well, that's a tell I'll, I'll, I'll be looking for. Look for that. Look you. for that. You know, Unlimited, so this kind of split card, these Aftermath cards, like, I've actually been, I think, been higher on some of the Aftermath cards than, than a lot of other people I've, I've, I've heard talk about this. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I admit that I'm kind of an optimistic play, uh, player. So that green-white one, Prepare to Fight, for yeah. example, I, I think that's pretty good, actually. You know, yeah. um, It seemed to me like this, there's potential for it to be you know, two removal spells in one card. Sure. Or like one removal spell for against something you really, really just need to kill. Right. Um, that being said, um, Never to Return, it, 
it doesn't hit that for me. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that kind of like card advantage. Like okay, a two two zombie for yeah. four mana, you know, never sure to kill something. That's great, right. but like this card actually. Strangely, excites me less than those yeah. other uh, aftermath cards. It feels like um, Wizards has been trying to balance these uh, kind of split cards, recognizing that these split cards really are like two for ones, yep. um, and trying to minimize the effect, uh, like the value of getting that automatic two for one just by drawing the card, mm-hmm. right? By making the value you're getting off one of the sides really kind of minimal um or building in like you know two combat tricks which has the potential to be a two for one but isn't necessarily going to be a two for one yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see how these play out because i think like you know you might have been a bit high on them but i also think maybe i'm being a bit low on them um and that maybe they're better than they seem uh it's going to be something that you know we'll get to discover in the early days of standard and limited as we see the aftermath of these cards it has aftermath in the card, and you see? say aftermath. See, wow, that was amazing. If Katie Did you was here, that I didn't. That was just off the top of the Whoa. top of the old noggin. That's amazing. I know. Oh, I wow. know. Wow. If Katie was here, she would have just made a like face at me, like she was disgusted by me, uh-huh. and then she would have said, "Okay, moving on." <laughs> disgusted at that? Oh, I know. Geez. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> so right after this card was spoiled, but never uh, to return, and I was pretty sad. The next card, guys, I can't. I can't, I'm like, there's a tear. Hold on. Okay. A tear in my eye. This card is Pull from Tomorrow. This is Blue, Blue X Instant. Well, Instant? What's instant. that? I've never seen a card with it. What does that it's, mean? I know it's like, it's been hard to remember what like instant. good draw spells at instant speed look like. I don't think I've seen a card with Instant in a while. Can you tell Yeah. Me? Okay. So Instant means you're allowed to play it on your opponent's turn. Dude, that's just broken. Is that a new mechanic? It's really good. Wow, okay. It means that on your turn, you just get to, like, draw a card, play a land, and you just pass. Whoa. And then there's, like, twice as much action on your opponent's turn. Everyone has a really good time. My favorite kind of card. Okay. So what this card does is it says, I'm just going to repeat, blue, blue, X, instant. (laughs) Draw X cards, then discard a card. Yeah, that seems really good. Uh, so good! I'm so happy! Because Glimmer from Gen- Glimmer of Genius is fine. Glimmer of Genius is, like, the only thing that made Control decks playable. Uh, I think, like, if you did not have Glimmer and did have Gear Hulk, then Control wouldn't be playable. This card... Oh, this card makes me so happy. I Like, this is really good. This is really strong. You can play it on your opponent's turn. This is a really good, like super late game spell that allows you to refuel and just completely pull away from the game if you're in a control deck right glimmer never gives you that power like you can glimmer you draw two right then you torrential you get glimmer back you draw another two they kill your torrential and like hopefully you found some decent answers this is the kind of card that in the late game you've kind of stabilized but like they could still top deck something good and once you cast a pull from tomorrow for like x equals four then it's done i mean if x is four it's a strictly better opportunity at that point right uh, well, opportunity just draw four, right? Oh, it's draw four, not yeah, draw three? Yeah, draw four, draw four. Okay, I'm wrong. Um, but it's close, because I think that if you build this in the right shell, the discard a card could actually be an upside, yep. where like you can discard an aftermath card or discard a an embalm threat that you want to. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very high on this. Uh, I don't know that it will be a four of, uh, because also it doesn't synergize with Torrential Gear Hulk, um, and it would be another high-cost card in the Torrential Gear Hulk decks. So it might be that you go four Glimmer or three Glimmer, uh, you go like three or four gear hulks, and then you run like two pull from tomorrow. Um, but just the existence of having access to this card uh, will will be a big help to help make control uh, a, a more playable deck, more viable archetype than it's been. Okay, yeah. It's no dig through time. 
but it's almost a Sphinx's Rev. Oh my god, I always felt so bad whenever someone cast right? it Right? But like, ah, yeah. That was so... You know what my favorite thing to do was? Please tell. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Uh, so I played Narset in uh, Standard, um, mm. and I think she was underrated throughout her life in Standard. I think people were playing her wrong. I think most of the time you just take her down, and I don't think you take her up. So here's what you do. You play Narset, take her up, maybe they swing at her, whatever. Next turn... Actually, you're a control deck. You're playing the late game. You play Narset. You rebound your next spell. Dig through time. Okay? Oh, so you cast Dig through time. You get two cards. Right? Next turn, upkeep. Dig through time again, and you get to look at the cards. And then what I would do? Use what? Jace to flashback Dig through time. That just sounds Guys, so depressing. You oh, go through 21 God. cards in your deck and take six of them in two turns. It was so strong. Pull from Tomorrow is not that good. Uh, and it doesn't have the support that uh, Dig Through Time had. But it's going to be very, very good, very strong, uh, and I'm excited for it. So, yeah. The look on your face is kind of hideous right now. There's there's like an evil gleam to it's it. It's been a long time. since I mean, It's been so long since we've had a good control card spoiled. <laughs> I'm so happy. <sighs> so, what's our next card, man? It's Unburdened. Um, kind of uh, makes sense because uh, Ryan has just unburdened his soul to us. Oh, I have. Unburdened is one and two black for a sorcery. Uh, target player discards two cards, cycling two. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, Mind Rot, sometimes you play it in limited because um, against the slower decks with the big uh, with the big threats, big expensive threats, you play this, get rid of two cards, feel really good about it. Unburdened, the two black is, you know, kind of makes it harder to cast, but um, in limited, you just have to, get one. You just have to yeah. guard advance at the right time. Min knows all about I, that. Four colors. Yeah, yeah, double black in the four color deck. Oh, dude, I t it's like Russia. The last Modern Masters 2017 draft, I was playing five color. I kept a hand with like three lands and four spells that, I, that did not that did not match those three colors yeah. lands in any way possible. Yeah. I was like, you know what? So four cards from three lands, and then I drew three lands next turn to exactly cast what I needed to cast. I was able to cast like a Rocks War Monk into like a sprouting thrinax <laughs> and my opponent was just like staring at my map he's like are you sure you can do that i'm like yeah, yeah sure. when when we talk about like oh we got color screwed and goes what does that mean <laughs> i've never heard of that before oh you got you got, you got too many lands you just too many lands you gotta take them out take them out, take them out. Yeah, yeah yeah uh and these mind rot effects uh will occasionally see standard play uh out of the sideboard if like a very appropriate metagame happens uh the best example i can think of is when you have the ramp decks Mm -hmm. And people realized that, oh, making them discard two cards was, like, usually pretty strong. And people started sideboarding in Mind Rot um, against them. But usually you won't see play in Standard. So did you ever sideboard in Mind Rot? Um, against the ramp decks, did I side in Mind Rot? So I was on Grix's Control. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Yeah. I don't think I did. I think I stuck with um, more targeted removal. Yeah, that's uh, what it seems duress. like. It's like, uh, targeted removal or targeted answers seems yeah. better than this. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of it, but some people did it, so, you know. Yeah, gotta respect. Gotta respect it, uh, and then laugh at them when they lose. Uh, <laughs> so the next card is Neheb, the Worthy, mm. and let me tell you, it's Worthy. Oh, it's red, it? black, one for a 2-2 two, two first strike. It's a legendary creature. It's a Minotaur Warrior. I've been told that it being a legendary creature means that Commander might be interested in this card. Because... Legendary Commander, you're right. I think you're so. Right. There's, I there's think some so. synergy there. There's something going on there's with something. that, yes. Uh, it has first strike, and it gives other Minotaurs first strike. As long as you have one or fewer cards in hand, Minotaurs you control get plus two, plus oh. So interesting kind of like almost Hellbent thing that we saw in Hazard as well. 
Uh, whenever Neheb the Worthy deals combat damage to a player, each player discards a card. So, Min, let me tell you. This thing's basically Liliana of the Veil. Whoa. It deals damage and you both discard. Oh, wow. And it's three mana. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to exude some excitement because uh, Katie, her first uh, standard deck ever was Battle Cattle, was Minotaur Tribal. And I know she's crushed that she's going to miss reviewing this card. We'll probably have her review it tomorrow uh, <laughs> again. But yeah, this is clearly like a card that is probably for Commander or people who like Minotaur. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think this would ever see play in standard or modern. What are Minotaur starting right now? There's there's the Exert one, yeah. Red Exert one. There's the Embalm one. Okay. Um, but like most of the good Minotaurs were from Theros. Uh, and even those were... I mean, good is very generous. Uh, if we're talking... Yeah. Like even tribal, right? Like you look at tribal decks like Bant Spirits or Humans and like the power level of that was just so much higher than Minotaurs was. Yeah, I mean this... From a limited perspective, this kind of feels like a card if I open it and there's no good uncommon comments. Yeah, I'll take it and try to make it work. But yeah. if there's like a... Uncommon, like, uh, you know, Riskel Tuscar equivalent or, you know, something. I'd, I'd happily take uh, the, that in common or this rare. Um, it just seems a little hard to make work in yeah. in limited, unless there's a lot more Minotaurs than I'm aware of. Right, and, like, a 3-mana 2-2 two, two first strike is kind of the base case is fine but not exciting. Like That being said, I actually do play Commander, just, yeah. but very, um, what my daughter calls Yargle Bargly Commander decks. Yargle Bargly, okay. Where you just kind of go all out and attack them, that like yeah. blue Commander decks where like you have a counter spells and time warps. and like, Yeah, the best kind, yeah, okay. I assume. <laughs> and this sort of Commander, I, I, I would actually enjoy building. I, mm. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you, you get to put a lot of thought into your actual Commander deck construction instead of just playing like the best blue cards. I don't know why I'm picking on blue. Dig through that, man. Is Dig through that Commander? Is it legal? Oh, if it's legal, legal, oh, it's legal. It's I'm playing Commander, legal. guys. <laughs> but I can't play four, so I'm not gonna play it. Never mind. Commander, I think it's a great card. Cool. I would, I would, I would make a Commander deck. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're they're giving some Minotaur love to all the Minotaur <laughs> lovers out there. Uh, so our final card, I think, unless there's a new spoiler, which it looks like, as the page refreshes, <laughs> there is not. Uh, so our last card of the night is Reduced to Rubble. This is blue two, instant. Counter target spell unless its controller pays three. And rubble is red to sorcery, aftermath. Up to three target lands don't untap during their controller's next untap step. Okay, so you guys can't see this because despite what Ryan claims, this is not a visual medium. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, you, you watch it with your ears. Yeah. Very, okay. very visual. Sure, but yeah. the way you just tilted your head to read that card, like my daughter does the exact same thing, except she almost goes upside down. It's the whole, most hilarious thing. It's really hard to read these on a screen when you can't tilt them. Uh, and yeah, we I, every time I have to read one of these cards, you got to tilt your head sideways really awkwardly. And but I would give uh, listeners the same advice I gave my daughter after seeing her do this, which is unlimited. If you have one of these cards, make sure you know it inside and out before you sit out and play, because yeah. you want to give your opponent any extra information. Absolutely. And tilting your head nine degrees is a pretty strong indication. That I totally agree. Uh, earlier in the season, Katie and I also mentioned uh, making sure that if you're playing this card, you don't draw it and then like flip it 180 or like turn <laughs> it sideways and anything like that because that's just going to give away that you have one of these split cards. What do you think of reduced trouble? I like it. As someone who doesn't play control, I like it. Um, okay. As someone who doesn't play counter spells in limited, as most people don't, I think I would actually play this counter spell. Okay. Wow. Why? It, what puts it above the others? It, it's. It's the both the, the the twin effects. Like um, 
you know, people who played uh, Aether Revolt know that um, one of the strongest removal cards there is Chandra's Revolution. Yeah. Um, because tapping down that one land and getting that sort of tempo is incredible. Um, this is not quite that. You only remove a creature out of this. Um, and reducing rubble feels like you probably you probably want to be at least somewhere comparable in board state. You don't want to be too far behind. Yeah. Like, if you cast this against like a very aggressive deck, then it's probably not going to help you. Right. But against other sort of decks, like more mid rangey sort of decks, um, it seems it seems it seems incredible. You know, you counter wonder spells uh, unless they pay three, and that's that's yeah. a lot of mana. And then um, presumably you do on, on on their turn, and on your turn you tap down your lands, and you can't do anything one turn. It's yeah. like a time walk. Sure. And hope. Presumably, you have something on board that punishes for them for that. Yeah, I, I think it's a great card. I would pick this over, for example, Neheb the Worthy. What? Yes, yes. Over Neheb the Worthy. Over Neheb the Worthy. Can you believe it? Lilian of the Veil, man. I Come know, on. I know. I know. I I like this too, um, and I think that this could see play in standard uh, because it's, it's a couple interesting things that it's doing. It's like a three mana counter spell unless they pay three has like shown to be playable before if you can't afford like blue blue right we saw spell triple see some play i think that was four mana um unless they counter unless they pay four mana but still like this is comparable um and then the uh sorcery side the red side of that feels nice like if you need to resolve a planeswalker and then like rubble them to keep them from from tapping out and putting out too much onto the board and the other thing to draw attention to is this is a good example of this is instant sorcery which means you can gear hulk this back and rubble them on their turn, Ooh, on their upkeep, um, and then you get into this interesting space where, like, okay, well, if you counter spell on three, you rubble them on four, uh, you emerge a deep fiend on five and tap down their lands, and then you torrential gear hulk flash back rubble and tap down their lands again on six. Oh and wow! Like, maybe there's something there. Maybe you can go into the like, I'm just gonna lock out you out based on your lands uh, with deep fiend rubble and gear hulk. Um, in some kind of a, a control deck. What about what about this? Baral? Uh, Baral? Oh, yeah. And uh, Fever Visions. Mm. Right? I mean, this 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 has all the great spots for Fever Visions. Yeah, this makes it so that, like, they can't resolve stuff, and then also uh, they, they have cards in their hand. Yep. Yeah, and they take some damage off that. You go reduce rubble, you have another one in your hand, reduce oh, them again. Oh, so my goodness. Good. Oh, I want to build that deck. So good. I'm a bigger jerk than I than I've led you. Than to you believe. let on, yeah. yeah you you played a couple of jerk decks. <laughs> I know. Uh, and like you know, there are definitely non-control jerk decks. Uh, for example, Red Green Marvel. Totally a jerk. <laughs> that was deck. the best. Oh my goodness, Turn Four Hour Call is a always... stupid deck. Oh my gosh, it's so stupid. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Do you have any? Uh, it's been a week since we've seen you. Mm-hmm. Any new thoughts on the set? Any new thoughts on its implications for limited, constructed? Uh, standard modern commander uh, <laughs> hopper uh, hopper 9394 tiny <laughs> leaders uh, we're trying to be very inclusive of all the formats here they have the worthy cost three tiny leader ah Fire. tiny leader and most other minotaurs well, cheap. it's interesting someone else, I, I saw someone mention this online is you noticing the head the worthy is a three mana legendary creature uh, the other legend, the blue-white one, is a two-mana legendary creature. So I wonder whether this set was in development when Tiny Leaders was becoming oh, a thing. Interesting. And it was just like, oh, let's sprinkle some Tiny Leaders in there. And now it's dead, and the cards are for naught. But yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, um, from a limited perspective, I just like new cards. Um, the People are saying, I've heard people say the power level is low, limited. Who cares? You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's its own self-named thing. Yeah. It looks fun. I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of exciting choices and not honestly like limited having exciting choices like or having to think about the way you play your cards is the best thing you can ask for so I'm, definitely i'm very excited about that from that perspective um what about you in terms of like constructed 
the cards I'm excited for the most, and you can draw whatever conclusions from this you may, uh-huh. but uh, Pull from Tomorrow, uh-huh. Cast Out, uh-huh. and Blue God, Bird God. <laughs> Drunk. Yep. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> uh, so those are the cards I am, I think, let's see, are there any others? Oh, I actually also really like Angel of Sanctions. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, I think it's, and I like Lillian and Death's Majesty. I like all the Planeswalkers. Uh, I think those are my five, my five top cards right now uh, out of the set. Um, how Is there any sort? Um, what are your top top cards for constructed? So I mean, when I when I look at sets, though, I'm I'm not I'm not a great brewer. So in all honesty, I tend to wait till after like a first Grand Prix and then start copying decks after that. But yeah. I do have a bit of a brewer's brewer's heart, and like I really want to make this white black zombie stack. I sure. feel like I feel like it's possible. So Oketra, I actually think we go in that some of the various zombie stuff that I've already forgotten about, but. I'm sure it excited me at the moment, so it's probably great. Um, probably the 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 um, pump spell, the, the amp, oh yeah yeah the instant zombie uh, rush of battle one that's better. Yeah yeah, yeah that one yeah that one. <laughs> um, so something like that is kind of excites me. I, I'm gonna try that out. And you mentioned that you think that Mile Red might be a thing again. Yeah, that's sort of like that Molly will love because she just likes hitting people in the face. Sweet. So I'm. It, it seems like a fun environment for her as well because yeah. there's been some environments where she hasn't really uh, liked any of the deck choices. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. <laughs> like, you know, especially looking very recently, uh, there's just if you want to win, you want to have a shot at winning. There's not many choices yep. of decks, so you know I, I have to play my last standard PPTQ this weekend, and oh, I'm not how, at how, all sad. Are you strong enough? Can you actually <sighs> do it? Your eyes are like bleeding right now. I know. Oh, I know. Mardu. Uh, Can you believe it? Mardu, I played Mardu vehicles for so long. <laughs> let me let me go through. I'm just gonna tell you every deck that I've played in standard. Okay, mm-hmm. over the last like several years. So before Mardu vehicles, mm-hmm. okay, played Bant humans. Yep. Okay. Grixis control. Yep. Uh, Jeskai black. Yep. Esper control. Yep. Blue black control. Uh-huh. Sultai control. <laughs> and Obsidian constellation. Huh. So you can see that Mardu Vehicles uh, is not a deck I am very excited to play. Uh, it has Gideon in it, uh-huh. so I feel kind of obligated to play it. It has Gideon and Heart of Kirin, like some of the best cards in the format. Uh, so I'm kind of stuck doing strong things, but it, yeah. You survived, though. You you're, survived. survived. There's some moments I didn't think you would, but you stay strong. Yeah. And here you are. And I think, too, like, you know, I think that's why it seems like modern's doing really well right now. Um, the modern format's really diverse, and uh, you know, Death Shadow is definitely the best deck, mm-hmm. but it's by no means oppressive. Like you can beat it. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that uh, that's why I've been enjoying uh, modern a lot more than standard currently uh, recently because of the increase in diverse. I, you know, I go to a modern tournament and maybe play the same deck like one deck twice, and every other deck yep. is different. Um, you have to be ready for all these different strategies, and uh, you get to play powerful cards. Uh, although you know, my one complaint is that you can't play Dig Through Time, uh, <laughs> but you know you can't you can't have you can't have everything. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll make a uh, new you know Frontier esque Origins format where Dig Through Time is legal. Oh my god! Oh my god! Dig Through Time and Jace back together again. I would take a lighter and just set, 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 like my entire collection on fire. I wouldn't even have to play. The why format. would you do that? Because the but then you can't exists. play any other formats either. I know it's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> seems seems weird. Yeah, it seems weird to me too, but. No, I guess you do what you got to do. Yep. Uh, Neheb is certainly setting his spear on fire, so maybe he's thinking along the similar lines. Ah, yes. Oh. And he's getting rid of his cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. He's like, Minotaurs suck. I'm sad that I'm a Minotaur, Lord, <laughs> and he's burning himself. So uh, that's it for tonight. So we'll be back 
tomorrow with more. As always, Spoiler Season is uh, brought to you by New England Comics at NEC Coolidge on Facebook and Flipside Gaming at FlipsideGaming.com. Also, writing some articles there. I should check oh, them out. That's pretty funny. Yeah, new I style. Them. New I style. Like your style. The old style that I was I used to be writing was uh, you know more serious, kind of competitive vibe. The new one, uh, I make jokes at my own expense and generally kind of parody uh, serious things. So I enjoy them. I, I'm I glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. So I encourage my viewers to check that out. You can also find that on FlipsideGaming.com. So that's all for tonight. I'm Ryan. I'm Min. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.